Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. So, my promised topic is sharing custody with a recovering drug addict or a recovering alcoholic or anything involved with that type of substance abuse. You know, a lot of times we can look at this topic and feel like it's such a bleak item of discussion, that it's something that we wanted to put off. You know, if you're in that situation where you're getting divorced or thinking about divorced or freshly divorced, this is the deal <laughs> that it ma- that made it really difficult to decide on divorcing because you are nervous, all right? You are nervous to allow your child to have time with your ex-partner who, you know, suffered from such severe alcohol abuse or substance abuse or whatever. And even though they are recovering and they are trying, it's still scary because I'm sure you have stories. I'm sure you have fears. I'm sure that when they were under their care before, while you were married or together, that maybe things went wrong. All right. And so there is a fear that is substantiated by you and that that's okay. It's it's a real fear. But I'm here to tell you, I have some really exciting things to present. And through experience, through the clients that I serve, I know that this is a real, real issue with this type of situation. So what I have to share with you, I'm actually really excited about because it can truly make a difference and it can take that worry out of it. It really can. And it can help you be this supportive character that is really pushing for the recovery. You're not with them anymore. You're not in this emotional roller coaster of a relationship. You know, when you are married or with someone who is abusing, it is heart-wrenching to see the process of relapse and then getting better and then relapse again and then getting better and we don't understand their addiction. We're trying to understand. We're with them. We want them to get better but then we lose trust and it's just these cycles and it you can feel run down and you feel let down. You feel discouraged. I mean it's probably your whole reason for breaking up unfortunately. But there is hope, and now that you are on this other side of not being in the relationship, the hope is different. It's kind of like no longer your problem, but it still is your problem because you have these kids. So I understand that dichotomy. I understand that it's kind of this difficult situation, but I'm so glad to be here to tell you that it doesn't have to be difficult, that we can look at this challenge as solvable. Because it really is. And that's the exciting, exciting part. Okay. So hopefully you listened to a couple of podcasts ago. I interviewed Kevin Jensen, a divorce attorney um, in Arizona. And one thing he said was that modifying your divorce and modifying your parenting plan, that is a little bit tougher. It totally can be done. Okay. 
but let's set this up beforehand. Let's set it up how you want. I'm going to give you some things. Don't turn a blind eye, and that's one of my points. I'll get there. Don't think, you know what, I think that they're going to be better. They're recovering. It's going to be okay. You kind of need to fight for yourself, but mostly you are thinking about the safety of your children, number one. So I know you want to be the nice guy. Maybe you've been the nice guy for a really, really long time. And it's not that's the wrong term. <laughs> I can't think of the right term right now. But you want to be the fair guy. You want to be what's fair for your children, but what's safe for them. So you need safety guards in place in your divorce decree, in your parenting plan, in your custody arrangement. And there are certain things that you can do to ensure that. So if you are already divorced listening and this is your situation where they are still recovering, do you know what? It's okay. I truly feel it is important to spend the money to get a good lawyer, to modify things if you feel that they are not in there, um, if you want your children a little bit more protected. And I will tell you about this um, program that allows all parties involved to kind of be a part of the sobriety recovery. So the first thing is, okay, so we're faced with this custody case. We have a child or children. Can you prove that your ex-partner has a problem? Okay, that's number one. Is it easy to prove? I mean, have they been in rehabs? Have they been in um, have they have DUIs? Have they been in court-ordered rehabs? Now, that would be much easier to prove. So, you, you know, you got to decide how easy is, is this to prove? Do you have factual evidence? Or is this just he said against he, she said? Is this one person accusing the other with no merit? So, look at the evidence that you have. If you feel like your evidence is not good enough, start getting really good with evidence. Maybe you have credit card statements full of, you know, the purchases that they make. Maybe they have prescription drug problems and you can see and get different pharmacies. You can get the receipts. Uh, you can look it up online. I, there's so many things. You can document everything. You can document dates, times. You can record them if you, you know, can prove that they are inebriated or they're on drugs or, or whatever you can document. Times and places when maybe your kids, they were not offering the best child care. Maybe something happened. See, so you have to be able to prove these things for this to go forward in court, okay? <laughs> but if this is the biggest point of why your marriage broke down, they know as well as you that there is a problem. Even if they aren't totally involved in their own recovery yet, they know as well as you that this is a problem. So there are sobriety monitoring programs, and this is the really exciting part. Okay, so these programs will monitor the person who's in recovery, the person who's struggling with addiction, and it saves both parents from returning to courts, you know, over and over. It saves you worry. It saves you time. It saves you money. Oh my goodness. Because 
you can link both sides. So you can link the lawyers, you can link all the parties involved to these sobriety monitoring programs. All right, and I'm going to go into one of them in just a second. But I also know that a judge with enough proof to substantiate that there may be even a slight problem can order different types of drug tests along the way. So at least have that, you know, in there and you can put any word wording in there in your parenting plan as well. So that's another cool thing that I learned from Kevin Jensen, the divorce attorney that I just interviewed in one of my latest podcasts, was that if you want to put in your parenting plan that his mom needs to be there supervising until this date, until a year of sobriety, until this or that, and he agrees, you can put anything in there as long as the other person agrees. And a lot of times, if you're right at that precipice, they will agree. What I mean by that is they know it's a problem. They know that you are worried about your child and their care. And so if you can get them to agree when they are in a state of just a little bit fearful that their kids are going to be taken away or, or whatever, they will be more agreeable is what I'm saying. All right. And so you can put anything that you want into those parenting plans. Be very, very detailed of any of your worries so that you could work it out and put it in. And if you have an agreeable ex-spouse, you can modify the parenting plans to put whatever you want in there. So the sobriety monitoring program that I wanted to talk about a little bit is called Soberlink.com. Okay, so Soberlink is more for people that suffer from alcoholism because they use a breathalyzer, but it also can be used for just general drug tests. And then also, as I said, with the courts, if you know your ex's drug of choice, you can get a drug test. So Soberlink, everyone can be hooked up to this thing, uh, the lawyers and you and your ex. Now, there's different levels that you can choose. One is like level one. So if you go to their website, soberlink.com, you see level one, parenting time only. So what that means is the tests are set up to be before, you can do it before and after, you can be do it even during the parenting time. So it's just testing them during and around that parenting time. If that's what you're most concerned about, just when your kids are around um, your, your ex who's struggling with recovery during those parenting times, then you would go with number one. And then those tests are reported to all the parties involved. And you can search a little bit more thoroughly on the website to see how they're reported. And then they have another level two, and that's daily testing. And so if you're daily testing, um, it's all managed by the system. There's an automated text that reminds the person to do their testing. And then everything is sent out again to all of the parties. Whether you're monitoring and mediation or it's court ordered or it's voluntary, 
they have different levels of programs that can really fit in. And so the great thing about this is the worry that is taken out of it. I'll tell you what, if you had everybody agreeing to this, or if it's court ordered, uh, like I said, if you're, if you're able to prove that there's a big enough problem, then this is definitely something that can be court ordered. You can bring it up. But I find this to be kind of a lifesaver. And I think that it's a great program and that it can take away that unease and worry. Now, so that would be more for the addict who, yes, is in recovery, but maybe is just starting their recovery. Uh, maybe someone that's not as fully functioning. So what about the addicts who can still function? What do I mean by this? Well, they can still manage to hold down a job. They can still manage to take care of the kids well enough. And maybe it'd be a little bit harder to prove that they're addicts. But they're recovering. They're on a journey. But as you know, and as they know, there's pitfalls. And when those relapses happen, it's scary. You're worried about the safety of your children still. So what do you do in those type of situations to take the worry <laughs> from yourself? Well, I have just a couple of things that I hope can help. Number one, over-communicate. So like I said before, when you are in this, you know, you're standing at the precipice and you're newly divorced or you're getting a divorce and they, and both parties involved know that the reason you're getting a divorce is because of this drug use or alcoholism. Those are the moments, those are the times to make your negotiation because they will be more agreeable to go along with what you want in the parenting plan. So over-communicating, what do I mean by that? I mean that you go face-to-face, <laughs> -face, that there can be no doubt you explain the times, you explain the dates, the days, who's going to be there, who's not, that there can be no question in what you want and need in a type of custody arrangement. So over-communicate and be positive. Be positive about it. Tell them you want, of course you want your children to be with them. Divorce rocks a family. And it can be potentially harmful for the children. So there's certain things that we want to remain consistent with them. So we do want them to be a part of their lives. We do want them to be with them. So we want to be positive about their efforts of recovery. We want to be the cheerleaders. And now we kind of can be because we're not as emotionally invested if we were in a relationship with them. So you could structure a plan to incorporate... Also, more and more time as the recovery goes along. So as they are sober and you are seeing it, you can say, you know, in six months, you can have the kids longer and you can work all of that out in a parenting plan. But you have to over-communicate every interaction in a business-like way. So over-communicate, maybe that would mean you tell them in person, you text them, and you email them. <laughs> That could seem a little bit frustrating, but I'm telling you, this can really help to take the worry away. Okay, this is all about taking the worry away. Another thing that you can do to 
try to supplement that worry is that you can get the addict's family members involved. All right, if this is the source of your divorce, this is why you got a, you broke up, they know, and they also know, you have a little bit of power. I hate to say that again, but you, the power is on your side. And their family members don't want, you know, you to take their kids away, you know, that they want their family member to be able to see the kids as much as possible. And so if you can talk to them about kind of being the so-called supervisors, again, it's this over-communication. If you can get into a place where this is business-like, taking the emotions out of it, moving close to family, doing whatever it takes so that you know your children are around someone you trust, there's got to be a family member that you trust on your ex's side. There's got to be. I know there has to be. So get them involved and see if you could incorporate them as some sort of a supervisor in some sort of way. So that would be number two. Get aid from the addict's family members. And then number three, something to consider. It's consider family therapy. Huh, interesting. So are you a family still? Even though you're divorced or broken up? Well, guess what? You are, because it's for your kids. It's their mom, it's their dad. And if there's kids involved and you love those kids and you care about the safety of them, imagine if you were able to get a family session together with the recovering addict and you. Imagine the communication that could happen just from that. Because sometimes we are hurt. Our hearts are hurt. It's hard to communicate. And having a family therapy session with the kids involved and everybody, if you get a good family therapist, you can grow in leaps and bounds. It can really help with the addict's recovery as well. So knowing that you're there and you're pulling for them and you want their kids to be with them, but you also are mostly concerned about the safety of your children. So it is possible. You know, and I think of family therapy as team building. Have you ever heard of team building in the workforce? I mean, do you have meetings? Do you have meetings weekly or monthly or whatever with your team? The employees that you work with? All right, now that you have an ex and you share children, this is like a partner on a project. It's your kids. You have a project here and you have a project till they're 18 and past. And so why not have a little team building exercise for you, especially when you're having problems communicating? Um, Anyways, that's mostly it from me, guys. But I really hope that helps. It has for many of my clients. So again, just to recap, if you are at the beginning of a divorce and you divorced due to your partner having severe or mild or whatever substance abuse problems, please do not turn a blind eye towards their problems and try to be the nice guy by working out custody arrangements as if it's with a fully functioning individual who has never been addicted. It is not. It's a different situation. So put the safety at the forefront of all of your decisions with your parental agreement and with your child custody. If need be, and you can easily prove that uh, they have problems, you can order, have a court-ordered drug test, 
uh, drug testing for the specific drugs that they're addicted to, or use a program similar to Soberlink or Soberlink itself where all parties are involved. I believe that is what can take most of your worry away. Then on the flip side, if you have a functioning recovering addict, but you are still worried about the time that your children spend with them and the safety of your children, then you do three things. You over-communicate, you get aid, and you communicate also with the addict's family members, and then you consider family therapy. I really, really hope that helps. I actually know that it does help and that I've given you a little bit of hope today that you can solve this problem. I've heard before that any problem that can be solved is not a problem. All right, so yay, we get to check that off our list. It's no longer a problem because this is totally solvable, right? All right, well, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Know that I'm thinking about you and that I'm here for you. Email me at coachemilysanchez at gmail.com. Did I say that right? Sanchez at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Okay, make it what you want. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at coachemilysanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.